John Donne is one of England's greatest poets and preachers, famed for lines such as No man is an island entire of itself, and Never send to know for whom the bell tolls, it tolls for thee. He is also a former Dean of St Paul's, and certainly someone who lived many lives in one lifetime. Born into a Catholic family in London on the 22nd of January 1572, during a strong anti-Catholic period in England, Dunn's father, also named John, was a prosperous London merchant. His mother, Elizabeth Haywood, was the grand-niece of Catholic martyr Thomas More. Religion would go on to play a tumultuous and passionate role in John Dunn's life. He entered Oxford University at the age of 11, and later the University of Cambridge, but never graduated from either due to his Catholicism preventing him from taking an oath of allegiance to the monarch, which was necessary in order to successfully obtain a degree. At the age of 20, Dunn began studying law at Lincoln's Inn and seemed destined for a legal or diplomatic career. During the 1590s, he spent much of his inheritance on women, books and travel. He wrote most of his love lyrics and erotic poems during this time. In 1593, John Donne's brother Henry was convicted of Catholic sympathies and died in prison soon after. The incident led John to question his Catholic faith and inspired some of his best writing on religion. Aged 25, he was appointed private secretary to Sir Thomas Edgerton, Lord Keeper of the Great Seal of England. He held his position with Edgerton for several years, and it's likely that around this period Dunn converted to Anglicanism. On his way to a promising career, he became a Member of Parliament in 1601. That same year, he married 16-year-old Anne Moore, the niece of Sir Edgerton. Both Edgerton and Anne's father George Moore strongly disapproved of the marriage, and it caused great scandal. Dunn lost his job and was even imprisoned for a short time. For the next few years, he struggled to find work, and the couple relied on friends and family to support them as their young family grew. In 1615, he was ordained into the Church of England and made royal chaplain to St. James. With his elaborate metaphors, religious symbolism and flair for drama, soon establishing him as an outstanding preacher. In 1617, though, tragedy struck once more when Dunn's wife Anne died while giving birth to a stillborn child. The writing of love poems was put firmly in the past, and he devoted his energies to more religious subjects. Throughout this period of grief, he continued to make a name for himself as a powerful, emotional and engaging preacher, and on the 22nd of November 1621, he was installed as the Dean of St Paul's at the age of 49. During a period of severe illness, 
He wrote Devotions Upon Emergent Occasions, published in 1624. This work of prose, not poetry, contains the aforementioned immortal lines, No Man is an Island, and Never send to know for whom the bell tolls, it tolls for thee. That same year, Dunn was appointed Vicar of St Dunstan's in the West, and became wider known for his eloquent sermons. He would continue to write and preach for the next ten years, sometimes through serious illness, while also fulfilling the normal tasks involved in running a very large and busy cathedral, including overseeing its staff of clergy and laypeople, managing its extensive property, and helping to look after its decaying fabric. As Dunn's health continued to fail him, he became obsessed with death. Shortly before he died, he delivered a pre-funeral sermon, Death's Jewel, on the first Friday of Lent 1631, in the presence of King Charles I. John Dunn would finally succumb to illness on the 31st of March, and was buried at the old St Paul's. A statue was built in his memory by Nicholas Stone, based upon a drawing commissioned by Dunn himself as he lay dying. The statue was one of the few to survive the Great Fire of 1666. However, faint traces of scorching can be seen on the urn beneath. The first two editions of Dunn's poems were published posthumously, in 1613 and 1635, having circulated widely in manuscript copies. The poems were sufficiently popular to be published eight times within 90 years of Dunn's death, but after that his popularity decreased. By the 20th century, however, mainly because of the pioneering work of Scottish literary scholar H.J.C. Grierson and the interest of T.S. Eliot, Dunn's poetry experienced a huge revival. It's been noted that the intellect in his poetry, his scorn of conventionally poetic images, and the dramatic realism of his style made him the idol of English-speaking poets and critics in the first half of the 20th century. Indeed, readers continue to marvel at his fusion of witty argument with passion, his dramatic rendering of complex states of mind, his daring and unhackneyed images, and his ability, little if at all inferior to William Shakespeare's, to make common words yield up rich poetic meaning. At St Paul's, today his image can be seen in not just one, but two places. There is of course Nicholas Stone's effigy to be found in the Dean's Isle, while outside, installed in the garden to the south of the cathedral, is a bronze bust by sculptor Nigel Boonham, which sees Dunn turning to face east to his birthplace on Bread Street. Underneath a passage from his 1613 poem, Good Friday Riding Westward, reads, Hence it's that I am carried towards the west this day, when my soul's form bends to the east. For someone whose life spanned less than 60 years, there's no doubting, 
he certainly made his time on this earth count. Many lives in one lifetime indeed. John Donne, poet, preacher, and Dean of St. Paul's, 1572 to 1631.